50,000 attendees to the event itself. It's like a geek Glastonbury, isn't geek it? Geek Glastonbury, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to Offscript. Today we're talking about James's trip to reinvent in Vegas. So I'm back from reinvent in vegas after a week of living in a casino basically <laughs> <laughs> how did that go well i slept for about 12 13 hours last night wow fantastic it's good jet lag um, hit you hard then yeah I, I thought i'd dodged it but i was getting up at 5 a.m every morning <laughs> doing the advent of code which has been quite nice yeah because that's when they get released but now i'm back my body's gone nope <laughs> <laughs> and you hit a wall yeah basically um well first of all thanks for getting me involved in advent of code that's uh, quite right. I'm very excited to. I needed a little something to distract me from the chaos of Christmas, and it's done a very good job of that. Yeah, it's so. nice just to bosh out some actual code before all the politics starts, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Before work, do, yeah. do a little bit of coding. Yeah. Um, so, so how was how was Vegas? Vegas is incredible. It's always amazing. It's it's kind of like an adult theme park, isn't it? <laughs> it looks it. Um, it's not where I would choose to go mm. after being a few times, but me and the missus went once as a holiday and that was good and yeah. then that was before i got invited to go nice. as part of the aws hero program so they send me there and put me up in a hotel and lovely get me a flight and stuff and then and then i say nice things about aws but that that isn't actually in the contract but it's sort of implied <laughs> isn't it <laughs> yeah well if you, if you start smack talking aws it probably isn't going to go very well for you is it? So. yeah well it the, the thing about aws is it's so all-consuming and yeah. they have so many products that some of them are going to be bad. Some of them are going to be good. Mm. The, the, I think the big thing for me at the moment is the blurred line between um, elastic and serverless. And I think they're getting tied up in knots over it as well, like their own product teams. Yeah. Like, is it really serverless if it takes two minutes to do the first request or something mm. like the serverless mm. RDS Aurora stuff? No, probably not. That's more elastic for me. Yeah. But yeah, where does elastic auto scaling end and serverless begin? But yeah, I think despite all that, there are some pretty cool things that they've announced. Yeah, so um, it was it was quite um was it three days three days worth of talks? Three days for the main sort of thrust of the event, but there's loads of stuff happening on the Monday and the Friday as well. Nice. There's the replay of party, um, but yeah, the yeah the actual time in Vegas was really nice. I ate very well. I tried to get. <laughs> well, when the when the event was in full swing, mm. I tried to do like loads of fast food places. Yes, I saw you because you're you posting on Instagram uh, your kind of daily diet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was basically. hugely jealous. I was sitting at home with like a, a warmed up meal from last night, and, <laughs> and you're showcasing the best of American fast food. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, I've never had a Popeyes before. That was really good. So is that uh, is that like a burger place or fried chicken oh. sandwich with pickles? Oof. It's Anthony Bourdain's favorite guilty pleasure Fantastic. was uh, and he used to love the really sort of nuclear yellow mac and cheese so i had some of that <laughs> why is it so yellow i don't know it's just got <laughs> fake cheese powder in it <laughs> brilliant um cheetos or something like that isn't it? yeah and yeah. some of that that was really good um did a wendy's which was fine that's an institution in america isn't it yeah i thought it was all right i thought i got the baconator and it wasn't that bacony for me oh, that's really upsetting <laughs> yeah i don't it's kind of like Burger King level. Oh, like, that's I'm not, not like, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just got a bad one, but. I think the thing is for me, like the five guys, um, you know, with with bacon in it is, is quite bacony. So yeah. you've you got something to live up to really. Yeah. And five guys got real meat in it and stuff. Like, it helps, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, yeah, topped it off with a load of restaurants 
yeah, lots of Mexican stuff. Yeah, nice. it was really, really nice. So did you make some some conference pals and kind of st- stuck around with them for the duration? Yeah, yeah. So met a few people from the UK. Uh, met Adrian from Leeds. Sounds deaf to go halfway around the world to, to <laughs> hang out with somebody in your local city. But yeah. we went to a nice tiki bar. and Just desperately looking for someone with a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, we, you, get, you get a bit American doubt sometimes. Mm. But yeah, you need, need to see some British pals and... Yeah. And uh, yeah, good. So, how many? What size of? Com- is it? It's massive, isn't it? So they take over basically the whole strip. So every every casino has something Adriatic happening in it. Mm. Um, the main venue is the Venetian, and then all the ones next to that, all the way down to the link, basically, are right. all are all part of the Adriatic campus. They call it right. fifty thousand attendees to the event itself, but there's all the after parties and unofficial things so there's the, the cloud flare they put an after party on date a dog nice. anyone who's anyone will have something going on it's like a geek glastonbury isn't geek it geek glastonbury yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah it's 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 surreal um because you're sort of like in this party place but mm. then it's just full of white male nerds <laughs> <laughs> okay so the diversity quota needs a little bit of work possibly I think it really does yeah yeah don't think they've nailed that no um but yeah it's good it's good it's a good thing um they they were putting on like charity events and things like that as well and they're trying to get more conscious around their impact on the environment which kind of jars a bit with the whole vegas thing because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like lit up like yeah. like a Christ, literally a Christmas tree. And yeah, that. I mean it's it's a, a bit tongue in cheek with the energy crisis in the UK at the moment. Um. <laughs> Someone was doing some maths around my flight alone is 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 like fifty times what I'd usually <laughs> oh, spend God. like in a year in terms of that's, carbon footprint. Or that's quite a stark. I mean, especially when you're doing talks on green engineering and things like that, uh, overlaid with the fact that yeah, it's probably not the most eco friendly destination or kind of way of uh, of doing it. I but. feel for them though because I can't. Imagine now that it's got to this size, I can't think where else they could do it. The thing, like, the thing is, as well, I think as as that conference has obviously grown over the years, um, and there's obviously a lot of things that do work for it in Vegas. Um, so you kind of, I guess, Vegas is part of the kind of soul of AWS, right? Uh, reinvent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess moving it, if they did, I'm sure they'd get equal criticism for for doing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of jars with the sort of frugality mindset mm. because. It, Vegas is anything but that. Like, you, you, if you want to get a burger, you struggle to get it without gold flakes on it. <laughs> like, it's like that kind of place. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a good party, isn't it? If you want a gold burger, go to Vegas. <laughs> um, so so tell us about uh, how it went then. So the main main talks for you started on Tuesday, was it? That's it. Yeah. So Adam Slepsky's talk, uh, his keynote, um, basically just announcing Redshift serverless. Right. So, Oh, that's big. Yeah. So big, big sort of data store. Um, you can spin it up without without much heartache. You can put loads of data in it, but they, they're really pushing this uh, zero ETL thing. Right. Or probably end up calling it ETL-less eventually. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just really difficult to get massive data sets into into databases and yeah. AWS seem to release a database every time you blink. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> they've got this whole idea where you can you point it at the data and it'll do all the ETL pipeline stuff for you and just ingest it all. Right. Uh, which is great because then you're spending money with them and 
It's <laughs> all your data's in there. Yeah. But that's the ball ache, right? That's the difficult bit. Uh, so is the idea there that you kind of your ETL is split up into many different serverless functions? How how have they done it? How have they broken it down? So as I understand it, you can just point it at some bucket and it'll ingest. Right. Um, but there are obviously other ways you can do it. Um you can you have lambdas transform the data as well and do all that kind of stuff. Um, so ETL ETL stands for extract transform load, right? Yep. So um, so in terms of the actual transformation side of things, um, how how do you configure transformations on the data? It's a good question. I don't know the answer to. I didn't know. But, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I assume it would be through lambdas uh, nice. and other things. But if let's say if you've got all your data in Aurora, you can do a few clicks and move it all into Redshift. Oh right! Wow. Um, so you can just sort of haul your data around without. That's quite powerful considering the scale of that data could be quite mega, right? Yeah, definitely. So automatically you've got kind of portability of huge data sets there, moving that around. I assume with uh, much less overhead than, you know, normal bandwidth charges to transfer between services and things like that. Yeah, that's it. Um, nice. That's pretty big. That's that's a pretty cool announcement. They've also got um, new products around data management. So one of them is called DataZone. And it's basically a way of tracking where all your data stores are, both within AWS and externally. Oh, right. Because obviously data split, everyone splits into sub-accounts. It's hard to find what's where and when mm. it's last updated and all the rest of it. And the lineage of that data. So let's say you've got your source of truth mm. and then you ETL it into something else and you process it and you do some other gubbins to yeah. make it work. And then someone else might make another data set off the back of that. Mm. Maps out that tree of... That's really good. Where stuff is. That's fantastic. Um, because that would usually be somebody updating that in a in a, a chart or a graph somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and hopefully they update it. <laughs> well, the the interesting thing there is how that ties into because you know you, you have responsibility as a as a data processor or controller, um, especially when you get into situations like subject access requests for data and things like that. Yeah. Um, that lineage is really important to understand how you would facilitate requests for uh, information from from users and, and things like that. Oh yeah, you need to know what you've got where um, in order to do that, and yeah, mm. it's. It's obviously security risk as well, having data all over the place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks really cool, and it ties into Redshift, Athena, and QuickSight. Right. Uh, so if you've not seen QuickSight, it is it's basically um, business intelligence. So it's like right. Microsoft BI or oh, okay. like a dashboard um, product, and you can just sort of point it at data, and it'll it'll graph it out. And you can make dashboards. You can interrogate it. They added a new feature called uh, QuickSight Q, right. which is an AI assistant, which you can just say, let me know uh, which customers signed up in March that have gone on to do X, Y, Z. And it'll it'll smartly look at the tables and the data you've got in QuickSight and try and f- figure out a query that does that and then make a That's dashboard cool. for you. It is very, very cool. Um, that actually makes QuickSight really useful. Um, not that it wasn't useful, but it's way more useful. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then they talked about AWS supply chain. So I don't know tons about supply chain stuff, but mm. this seems like a bit of a tangent. Uh, like it seems a bit of a departure from their usual. Mm. But um, it helps you track the supply chain of physical things, uh, which is especially important given you know COVID and the war and things mm. like that. I don't know how any of this stuff works, but you usually accompany... Like we work with big companies that have these big lumbering ERP systems. Mm. I think it's like a 
a little step into that ERP world, which could be pretty massive. That's interesting. I mean, obviously, Amazon itself must have a huge amount of logistics behind this already. So is it just surfacing some of that already? I, I wonder if they've built this out based on what they've built internally, yeah. yeah. Like That's... it's their own, they're scratching their own itch and gone, actually, mm. someone else might need this. Well, if it works for Amazon, which is the biggest shipping company in the world. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> it's probably going to be okay. Yeah, well, it, it totally makes sense for them to do that because they've they already let you use their like shipping part or mm. their warehouse bit or you can use like little parts of amazon.com can't you in mm. your own e-com um, that's interesting because if, if you look at um how other kind of innovators in this sort of space you know shopify for example and square and stripe and everything starting to really expose a lot more of that kind of low no code uh, infrastructure to create businesses yeah so this sort of brings it all the way back further back than the actual sales channel mm. right through into manufacturing and yeah, yeah. sourcing materials and that could yeah. be crazy couldn't it yeah so a thing that i don't know a lot about but it looks pretty cool yeah that's quite mad um well that that's just creating more dependence on on amazon's infrastructure which is obviously what they want um and it obviously works very well um yeah yeah that's it interesting uh wednesday was swami's uh keynote uh, again, talking about fully managed databases. Um, and they've got a new product called AWS Glue Data Quality. Right. So AWS Glue is a way to sort of glue different services together and move data around. The data quality thing, um, it helps It helps make sure that the data going between those services is, is vetted and correct. Uh, okay. Um, you mean like to conform to a schema or like... Form to a schema, it could be uh, detecting errors, computing statistics, recommending quality rules. Oh, nice. Uh, it's, it, yeah, the, the whole thing around like data lakes becoming data swamps is mm. basically when you have, you chuck all your data into this data lake and then one of the ingests goes bad or mm. something happens or I don't know. Yeah, you want to keep an eye on the data quality coming in. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a really good point because, you know, th there's been many occasions where that data lake w might contain unstructured, um, very raw kind of formats of data, but it still needs to be data that's workable, right? Yeah, yeah. And you need to see when the quality changes. Mm. Um, but yeah, that looks pretty cool. Nice. And then he talked about the new geospatial capabilities in SageMaker. So SageMaker is their sort of AI, ML, in a box platform. Um, you can make... Uh, Jupyter notebooks. Oh right, nice. And it, they've got this, um, they've got this machine learning model that will make machine learning models for you. Mm. It's like <laughs> so you give it some data and it goes, why don't you try this model? And it'll <laughs> basically, like use AI to make AI, uh, right. which is nuts. Um, but the new geospatial stuff's pretty cool. So they were talking about how people can use it to predict natural disasters, manage relief efforts, navigate roads using satellite imagery, right? Um, using pre-trained geospatial networks. Hmm. All over my head, but sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fantastic buzzword bingo there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, sometimes you just wake up in the morning and you want to navigate a, ro a road with some natural disasters on it. <laughs> but yeah, sounds pretty cool. Uh, and then he again sort of re reiterated the data zone stuff and how that, that sort of works with governance and yeah, making sure that all your stuff's good and in the right places. Uh, and then Thursday, Dr. Werner Vogels, um, he is a very, very smart chap. Okay. He's the CTO of Amazon. Um, 
I think I mentioned before, but me and him went on a Harley bike ride. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most surreal thing a ever. A completely normal thing to happen yeah, yeah. Uh, in Vegas. So I got <laughs> a selfie with him, which is nice. But I, I'm glad you came back um, alive from that as well, <laughs> because I was <laughs> very concerned. So he had a proper Harley, and I just had this trike, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is it's basically looks like a giant lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> but it's slightly safer. Yeah, ever so slightly safer. You you struggle to tip off it, I think. Um, <laughs> well, luckily you didn't, and you came back in one piece. Did, yeah. So that's good. Um, but yeah, he was talking about parallelism and concurrency and event-driven architectures. Mm. Um, but yeah, he famously was behind the whole DynamoDB stuff. So yeah. basically made Amazon go on this microservice path. Mm-hmm. Um, he got give, gave a Cinch a shout out, which is a, a, a car startup. Yeah. Uh, all the tech for that is built in Leeds. Yeah. And headed up by a chap called Adrian Hesketh at Infinity Works. Nice. Um, designed a lot of this event-driven architecture. And he, te- he said to me while we were in the Tiki Bar, um, the, the reason he got into event-driven stuff is because he came to a, a talk that I did on Lambda, which is nuts. So it's gone from me chatting rubbish about Lambda to him designing something actually really good <laughs> yeah. to then Werner talking about it in the keynote at reInvent. That's amazing, isn't it? Not that I'm taking uh, credit for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mine was far less exciting. And you're not upset that you didn't get any credit at all? No, no, no. no. Adrian got me a, a, um, a, tiki, a tiki bar Monst- I don't know what they call zombies, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still recovering, as you can tell. <laughs> to be fair, in in, uh, in Vegas, I'm sure that was at least thirty dollars. So that, that kind of yeah, counts, exactly. Yeah. Um, how cool is that, though? You know, a, a Yorkshire-based um, or a Yorkshire-created piece of technology's got a shout out by the CTO of Amazon. Yeah, the cinch, the cinch stuff looks really, really cool, and how they did it sort of iteratively, and mm. yeah. Yeah, I've been speaking to a few people from Cinch um, lately, actually, and uh, yeah, it's it's super interesting what they're doing. Um, Nice. So that was um, that was the keynote for Thursday, was it? Yeah. A, he did then mention AWS Application Composer. I don't know if you've seen this. I haven't. No. But it's pretty cool. So you have a you can have some YAML that sort of describes your infrastructure, and then you can flip to Design View, and suddenly it's a it's a flow diagram, and it's got all the services on it. Mm. Or you can go the other way. You can drag stuff on, connect it all up, and it'll make your infrastructure YAML off the back of it. That's quite cool. It looks pretty cool. I've been trying to. Some AWS people, and they're like, "Yeah, this is this is really scratching an itch." Oh, nice! Um, so, yeah, it's, it looks like could be cool. I use CloudCraft at the minute, mm. and CloudCraft is more visual tool, and then it spits out the world's worst Terraform, um, which doesn't make any, <laughs> any real like, doesn't really help you. Whereas this actually looks good. Uh, it looks like it could actually really work. It's super interesting that because we've we've made such an effort to create infrastructure as code and everything that yeah. we've kind of made it inaccessible in some ways yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so that's well, a really interesting especially tool. if you just want to quickly go this is what it might look like yeah and map a load of stuff out and, and not then, hack yaml apart <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes you can just get lost in yaml can't you yeah um but yeah no really really cool conference lots of good talking points so we're going to have to, first of all, someone needs to have a word with the person in charge of product branding and, and naming. <laughs> I, was, I was okay with Zero ETL. I was okay with QuickSight Q. But when it came to SageMaker, I lost my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the names are a bit interesting, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, good event all around. I managed to sneak into the BrewDog Vegas launch, the it pre-party. Looked, that looks so smart. Uh, James Watt was there a few meters away from me. Nice. Giving, giving out free Elvis juice. So. Did, did you have a... I have a beer or two. 
Yeah, I might have had a few too many beers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel too clever the next day. No, I can imagine. What, um, what day was that? That was the Wednesday. Oh, yeah. so Thursday was a bit hairy for you. Thursday was interesting. Nice. Um, well, at least you got to see the new brew dog, um, brew dog launch. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, all around good event. Uh, probably drag some people along to it next year. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, it looks it looks really cool. Um, I've never been to Vegas, so maybe that's a maybe that's one for us to to go yeah. to together next yeah. year. Yeah, could um, be good. And thanks for bringing back all the American food that I can now eat. No worries, <laughs> don't eat it all at once. <laughs> I'll try. I think I'd be very ill if I did that. Um, cool. Thanks, Ria. Thanks very much. So that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening. Please hit subscribe to get more episodes in the future and we'll see you next time.